Thanks for listening to the Grace Life Podcast, where we want to know God, find life, make a difference, and reach our world. Many times we can fall into a view of Jesus that is simple or routine, but there is so much more to the purpose of Jesus for us to understand. Jesus came to radically change our perspective on what it means to truly live. We're in a series that takes a look at statements that Jesus himself said about his mission while he was here on earth. Our lives can be different because of Jesus. Hello, everybody. I am so glad to have the opportunity to be with you again this morning, wherever you're watching, whether it's online or you're catching up in the week. It is my honor and privilege to be with you. So today, we get to wrap up our Because of Jesus series. And I really hope that this series has touched your life like it's touched mine. I mean, we've been in the middle of such great uncertainty and so many things rapidly changing, but one thing doesn't change, and that is our God. And as we have been going through this series and learning and and just seeing how much Jesus has done for us, about all the things that he came to this earth to do, I really hope that it has been a series that has helped you to become closer to him and find hope and security in your relationship with him. Now, I'm telling you, every single week, if you haven't seen it yet, go back and check it out. I mean, week one already, we came out of the gate by talking about how because of Jesus, we have a purpose. There is so much hope knowing that God has a plan for your life. In week two, we saw that we can partner with the work of God because of Jesus, we seek and save the lost. But it didn't stop there. We looked at how because of Jesus, we are set free from darkness, that we have come into his light because of what Jesus came to do. Week four, we learned about how because of Jesus, we can actually live in both grace and truth. We can live and be full of both in our life. Week five, I just love how we saw that because of Jesus, our lives are changed. Every bit of us is transformed because of what he did in us. Week six, we learned that we can be free through forgiveness. Because of Jesus, we forgive and we don't have to live bound up by what happened to us in our past. Um, Week seven, we saw that we don't live for ourselves because of of Jesus. We live for something greater and larger than ourselves. Last week, that was a powerful message where we learned that because of Jesus, we can destroy the works of the devil. So all of those things that he tries to do in our life, we have power and authority over it. Again, go check it out if you missed any week. I hope that it encourages you and helps you to become closer to him. This week, I have the privilege of ending it out with talking about because of Jesus, we serve. Now, I don't know about everybody else, but I can be a selfish person sometimes, and serving doesn't always come naturally. In fact, a few years ago, while Maggie and I were at a marriage counselor, the issue of doing the dishes came up. Now, I don't know about everybody's relationship, how that works, but in our relationship, that's probably been the most contentious issue that has come about. I hate doing the dishes. And the problem is Maggie hates doing the dishes. So we had started to fight so much about this. And when the issue came up in front of the marriage counselor, he let both of us talk. She shared about what a horrible human being I was because I wouldn't do the dishes. 
And trust me, I shared my feelings too, which I will not repeat on camera. And after we both bore our souls about how horrible the dishes are, the marriage counselor looked up, smirked, and asked a question. He asked us, is your marriage worth $5 to you? And we were a little stunned by the question, looked at each other, looked at him, and well, yeah, of course our marriage is worth $5. He said, here's what I want you to do. As soon as you leave my office, I want you to drive to Walmart and go buy some paper plates. That $5 is probably the best investment we have ever made. But thankfully, we've learned to serve one another a little better. But the reality of it is that when I serve my wife, when I put her needs above my own, it shows her that I love her, that I care about her, and that I want the best for her. It makes a difference in our relationship, and it really just allows God to do so much in our lives by just simple acts of service. Now, what's interesting is that even though naturally as humans we tend to be selfish, I think there's something deep inside of us that we do want to help other people, that we want to do something larger than ourselves. I mean, a prime example, okay, little kids, as selfish as they can be and self-centered and all that good stuff, have you ever noticed how a little kid just wants to help? Like, they'll come running, let me help with that, let me help do the dishes, let me help do the, yeah, even the dishes, kids will, little kids will want to do that. Why is it that kids want to help? I think it points back to the way that God has made us and that he has designed us. We are made in the image of God. God has a plan for our lives. And I believe that that, that, that plan that he has for us is to make a difference in people's lives. See, when we serve one another in love, that enables us to make a difference. Let me say that again, just to make sure you got that. I propose to you that serving enables you to make a difference. That's how God has designed us to make a difference in people's lives. Now, if you don't believe that's true, let me just point back to our prime example, the, the whole centerpiece of this sermon, Jesus and his life. And he tells us in Mark 10, 45, he says, for even the son of man, talking about himself, came, get this, not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now just get that. Let that sink in for a second. Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. Now if there was anybody ever worthy of people serving them, it was Jesus. Here is God himself, God's son, who came and dwelt among his creation if anybody had a right to be served by everyone, it was Jesus. But he said that's not why he came. He came and he served. Now, if you read through the Gospels and you look at the life of Jesus, one thing that you will notice is that is the way he lived. He didn't just go around saying, I love you, I love you, now get back from me. No, he got in the game, he got dirty, he spent time with people, he served people where they were at. When he healed the blind man, let me tell you what, that made a difference in his life. When he fed the 5,000, that made a difference because now they could hear all that Jesus was teaching them. When he raised a man from the dead, let me tell you what, that dude's life was changed. Because Jesus served. 
And what about his 12 disciples? He invested his life into these guys. It made a difference in their lives. Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And not just on his time on earth. He says, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Because of Jesus' ultimate act of service, he didn't just change lives then. He's making a difference in lives now. See, I know that because of the difference that Jesus made in my life. The day that I made him my Lord, my Savior, my King, everything changed. And he's still at work in me. He's still making a difference in my life every day. You see, without Jesus, without what he did for me, I'm nothing but a young, ambitious, arrogant dude. Without Jesus, honestly, if I can be real, I just live for the approval of others. Like, I really, 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 really want you to like me, and I want your approval. But Jesus came into my life. Without Jesus, I would just live in shame and deceit. But he made a difference in my life and set me free from the bondage of condemnation. Jesus' act of servitude by offering his life as a ransom made a difference in my life, and it's still doing that today. And I hope the same is already true for you. But what's crazy, as messed up as I am, as broken as individuals I am, and in fact, all of us are, do you know that he still wants to use us in the lives of other people? That God wants to partner with us to see his work fulfilled on this earth. But it means that we have to take a position that doesn't come natural to us. Before Jesus made this statement about why he came, he made a statement to the disciples about the position that they had to be in if they wanted to be used to do great things in his kingdom. He told them in, in verse, backing up to verse 43, he said, whoever would be great among you must be your servant. If you want to be great in God's kingdom, you've got to be a servant. Get this, that God is more concerned about how you love and how you serve other people more than any position that you have, any title that you have, any accomplishment that you've made. He wants to see you serve and love people like he did. Some of the people that I admire most here at Grace Life are those who have accomplished awesome things in their life. They have great positions at work, but yet they take on the position of a servant every Sunday morning. I mean, you probably don't know this, but there's a major in the army who opens doors uh, in our auditorium for privates, for sergeants, for you and me, greets him with a smile on his face. Not because he has to, but he gets it. A Sunday morning, you'll see a guy in a parking lot who smiles, waves at you, helps you park between two right lines. And this guy happens to be the top consultant in our nation for his industry. Why? Because he gets it. It's about what Jesus is doing in lives, and he wants to make a difference. We have IT managers who are high up in their company that are serving in our youth department. We have an army, army colonel who plays on our worship team and will jump in whenever he's asked. Why do these guys do that? Because they've experienced the power of Jesus in their life. And they've taken on the position of the servant so that other people can come to know the love of Jesus just like they have. What I want for you 
is I want to see you make a great difference in people's lives. I want to see God's power come upon you and to see your life matter. I want to see that people's lives will be changed because of your actions. I wanna see people find hope because of what you do today. I wanna see people enter the kingdom of God because we love them enough to take on the position of a servant. So if we wanna step into God's purpose for our life, there's some things that we have to do to take on this position of a servant. We've gotta start living, loving, and serving like Jesus. And when we do that, we make a powerful difference in people's lives. So the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to take action. Now, can I be honest with you just for a second and have a little real talk? Something that we get wrong is that saying that says, it's the thought that counts. Well, the truth is thoughts and feelings do not equal action. Love isn't just a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling that we have. Love is what we do. Love is an action. It's the way that we live. The Apostle John reminds us this in 1 John 3.18, where he says this. He says, children, you show love for others by truly helping them and not merely by talking about it. I mean, can we be honest? How many times have we seen a need We maybe felt compassion even for it. Maybe we felt stirred to do something about it or just knew it was the right thing to do, but didn't do anything. You see, serving requires us to move from just thoughts into action, from inaction to action, to get involved, to get in the game, to do something about the needs that we see around us. Jesus, again, he didn't just talk about how he loved people. He showed them by the way that he served them. Jesus did something about it. We have a lady in our church who just last December, our Go team organized an awesome outreach to help high schoolers who were foster kids. And as she sat here and heard about what we were doing, God stirred something in her heart. She became aware of a need that she didn't know about before. And as she just started to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and allowed him to stir up compassion in her, uh, she decided that she had to do something about it, that she couldn't sit on the sidelines. So she started to research and found that the need was actually really great for, for foster homes for these kids, that not that many people wanted to take in high school students. And when she saw the need, she immediately sprung into action. And she's actually in the middle of closing on a house so that she can host as many foster kids as she can. I don't know about you, but I think that is awesome. Like this lady is making a difference in the life of high schoolers because she saw a need and didn't just feel something. She did something about it. Truth is, there's a lot of needs out there. And it can be overwhelming and it can be easy to get complacent or even dismissive of all the needs around us. It kind of reminds me of this story where there's this young boy who's on a beach. And then up on this beach, there were just hundreds and thousands of starfish who washed up in the shore. And the little boy starts reaching down into the sand and starts grabbing starfish one by one and throwing them back into the water. One by one, grabbing and throwing this man approached the boy and asked, son, what are you doing? 
And he said, mister, these starfish are going to die. I'm saving them. The man scoffed at the boy and says, son, you'll never be able to do anything about that. Just look around you. As he picks up another and throws it, he's like, well, I just saved that one and that one. It's like that. We may not be able to meet all of the needs around us, but you can do something. You can do something about somebody in your life. Let me encourage you, move from inaction to action. One of the reasons that a lot of people won't step foot in a church is because they've seen churches talk about how much they care, but do nothing about the needs in the community. You heard Pastor Jimmy just a few moments ago talk about how we're kicking off our summer of serve. Let me tell you what, we are passionate about serving our community. Why? Because it's our opportunity to show the community that God loves them. Our action shows people that God cares for them. And in fact, here's an opportunity to jump into action now. If you didn't do it already, go ahead and grab your cell phone. Yes, I'm giving you permission to do this while I preach. That's fine. But go ahead and text SOS to that number so you can sign up right now. Let's move from inaction to action. We as the church make a difference in people's life, not just because we have a desire to do it, but we make a difference when we mobilize as the body of Christ on his mission. Let me encourage you. We can make a difference, but it first requires that we take action in the lives around us. Now, when we take action, that adds something to the equation. I think we all understand that. But what if our actions could be multiplied? So the second thing that we need to do if we're going to make a powerful difference in people's life is we need to get equipped. God didn't just design you and give you desire to make a difference, but he also equipped you for the task. Let me remind you what 1 Peter tells us in, in chapter 4, verse 10. It says, God has given us, or given each of you, a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Part of God's design and plan for your life is the gifts and abilities that he has given you. When we combine us taking action with our God-given design, something powerful happens. It makes what we're doing twice, if not more, effective. If we want to serve and love like Jesus, we need to discover who God has created us to be. That word that, that Peter uses there, that Greek word for gift, charis, literally means a divine enablement. God has designed you and enabled you to go out and make a difference in people's life. When we start serving in alignment with the gifts he's given us, it's fun. It starts to become natural. We start to see the fruits of that everywhere we go. And if you've been to a service here at the Grace Life building, one person that I'm pretty sure that you've at a minimum noticed is Mike Salzar. I mean, this dude is nuts. He has a people gift like I've never seen before. Like, I don't know how he has the human ability to give as many high fives and hugs as he does. Like, if you're on Facebook, you've probably seen his name like 50 times given those digital high fives. Why is that? Because Mike knows why God put him on this earth. He knows that God has gifted him to create an atmosphere of hospitality and welcoming. And that guy's making a difference because he knows that God has equipped him to serve people well. 
So we need to to discover who God has made us to be. We need to discover the gifts that he's given us. Let me encourage you. When we start our first step, back up again, uh, one part of that is helping you to discover those gifts that God's given you. But in the meantime, ask God, God, what are the gifts that you've given me? Ask others around you, what do you see in me? Start studying the many gifts and start learning how God has made you to be. But don't stop with just discovering. Let me encourage you, deploy the gifts. You know, one of the best ways to discover and deploy your gifts is in the context of the local church. When people do this, the church comes alive and it is effective in its mission to reach people for Jesus. I mean, just this morning, you saw Gregory leading us in worship. Talk about a gift of music and singing. And he uses that to usher people into the presence of God every week. It's making a difference in people's life. Or for example, Suzanne and Matt Brammer. These guys have been leading a small group for years and they just have such a gift of discipling people and creating community. They're making a difference in their group's lives. Or Deanna Savage. If you've never met Deanna, she's one of our usher team leaders and talk about a leadership and administration gift. You should see how she's able to get all these moving pieces working so that we can have excellence in our service. Like she's killing it. So many people every week have discovered who God made them to be and are putting it in action in the local church. And the result is, lives are changed. People are coming to know Jesus. People are finding hope and freedom for the first time. Let me encourage you. We're gonna take action and serve people like Jesus did, but we're also gonna get equipped and understand our God-given design so we can multiply that effect. Now, let me take it one step further. What if... We didn't just have an addition problem or a multiplication problem. What if what we did had an exponential effect on the lives around us? See, we take action, we, are, we get equipped, but we also need to be empowered to do what God has called us to do. In Luke 9, 1 through 2, we see that this is what Jesus did with his disciples. It says that Jesus called together his 12 disciples and gave them power and authority to cast out all demons and to heal all diseases. Then he sent them out to tell everyone about the kingdom of God and heal the sick. Jesus didn't just send them out. He didn't just give them some training. He gave them power and authority to do what he called them to do. I'll tell you what, every person that they laid hands on and that were healed, every demon that was casted out, Those were lives that were changed. And that same power that Jesus gave the disciples to go out and fulfill what he called them to do, that same power is available for you today. Before Jesus left the earth, one of the instructions he gave his followers, not just for them that were there at that time, but for all of us today, he said in Acts 1.8, he says that you will receive power When the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. You are empowered by the Holy Spirit to live out what God has called you to do. You are empowered by the Holy Spirit to love people well, to serve people well, to be like Jesus to those all around you. Sometimes we feel like 
We just don't have the energy. Or maybe it's a little scary to step out. The game changes when the Holy Spirit's power comes upon you. Let me encourage you. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you up. Ask him to send you his power. God empowers us to make that difference. Think about it like this. If your job is to cut down trees and the gifting that you were given was a chainsaw, the Holy Spirit is like the gasoline. It fires that puppy up and it makes it happen. Y'all, the Holy Spirit wants to empower you. Real talk. Serving people can be difficult. People are difficult. And it can get messy and it can get tough. It can get exhausting. But that's where the Holy Spirit comes in to encourage us, to give us wisdom, to speak to us as we serve one another. A few years ago, Maggie and I had some friends who welcomed a beautiful baby boy. And just a few hours after this baby boy was born, the doctors had some concerns about the health of the baby. And a couple days later, our friends called us and, and said that the doctors were, were saying that things are looking real bad. So you know, we wanted to be there for them. So we drove up to the hospital and spent time with them. And as we were in there, the doctors came in with the news that their baby wasn't going to make it. Let me tell you, sitting with them, praying with them, and loving them through that time was one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do. But you know what? It was the Holy Spirit who was in me that gave me the strength to be there, that gave me the words to say, that gave me the resolve to stick by him even though I had no idea what to do. I had no idea what to say. It was the strength of the Holy Spirit in that moment that empowered me to serve them in a time of great need. We need the power of the Holy Spirit as we go out and proclaim the good news of Jesus. We had one of the ladies in our prayer team, Stacy Williams, who shared some testimonies with me very recently. One of the ways that she serves people is she prays for people. Not too long ago, she heard about a need that one of her children's teacher had. She had some health problems, was gonna have to require surgery, was in a lot of pain, and she felt the Holy Spirit direct her to pray for this lady. So she arranged to meet with the teacher after class and she conquered that fear. You know, it can be kind of awkward if you ask somebody that you're not sure if they're a believer or not or that you don't know them well, like, can I pray with you? But she did that. She was obedient to what the Holy Spirit was speaking to her. And the teacher said, sure. And she laid hands on this teacher and the pain left her body. And weeks later, the teacher came back and said, it's gone. I'm, I'm healed. Like the pain has not come back. Listen, God wants to use you to make a difference in somebody's life, but we need the power of the Holy Spirit if we're gonna live and love and serve well, just like Jesus. So again, let me encourage you. We've gotta take action. We've gotta get equipped. We've gotta be empowered. But let me remind you something as we get ready to close out today. If you've been around Christ's life for a while, you've probably heard this verse a whole lot. It's one of our favorite around here. In Ephesians 2.10, Paul tells us this, for we are God's masterpiece. We are his workmanship. We are his work of art. He goes on and says, he has created us anew 
in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he has planned for us long ago. The people in your life are not there by accident. Before you were even born, God knew you. God knew the gifts that he was going to give you. He knew the situations that you were going to be in. He knew the neighborhood that you were going to live in. He knew the church you were going to attend. Before creation even began, God had a plan for his masterpiece, for your life. It's not by accident that you have an opportunity to touch somebody's life. God has already planned the things for you to do. He already knows the people who he wants to change their life because you're obedient to what he's calling you to do. But it takes us being willing to take on the position of a servant, not to be concerned about our own needs, our own wants, our own abilities, but to be concerned about showing the love of Jesus through what we do. God did not plan your life as one of no significance. He planned your life with eternal significance in mind. Let me remind you again that serving enables us to make a difference. When we serve the people that Jesus died for, we are partnering with the work of the Holy Spirit and we will see lives changed and transformed. We will see people find hope and a future. We will see people find peace and joy because we can live and serve like Jesus. My hope for you is that you don't just hear this and think, well, that sounds nice. I can't wait to see what happens. No, I wanna see you make this the way that you live. I wanna see you serve your family in a new way. I wanna see you serve your coworkers in a new way. I wanna see you serve the church in a new way. My goal is that my kids know me as someone who served. I wanna make a difference in their life by the way I'm present, by the way I meet their needs, by the way I teach them and guide them, by the way I serve them. I wanna make a difference in my wife's life by serving her and loving her well. I wanna make a difference when I go to work every day. I don't wanna be the person who's unconcerned. I wanna be the person who goes beyond what's asked, the one who meets needs as they arise, the one who's compassionate and a good team player. I wanna make a difference in my neighborhood. I wanna be known as the guy who you can call, that he'll show up, he'll be there. I wanna be the guy who's the first to volunteer. I even wanna be the guy who'll be peace when the HOA meeting goes crazy. I want to make a difference in the people's lives around me. And I want to do it by serving and loving them well. Because one day, my deepest desire is to hear Jesus say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Everything else that I do in my life, I want it to point to that, that eternal reward of hearing my King say, well done, my good and faithful servant. In just a moment, I want to pray for everybody that we can take on that position of a servant, that the Holy Spirit will use us to do great things and make a difference in people's life in the way that we love and the way that we serve them like Jesus. But first, let, let me bring you back to what Jesus said, that he gave his life as a ransom for many. That was the greatest act of service that God looked down upon his creation with compassion, 
that we had broken the relationship with God, that we had allowed sin into our lives, but God looked upon us with compassion. God took action by sending his son into this world so that we can be forgiven of our sins. Wherever you're at right now, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter who you are or where you've been. God is offering his free gift of salvation to you. He came to serve you. All it takes is us to place our faith in him and make him our Lord and our Savior, our King today. If that's you, I want to give you that opportunity to accept that gift, to let Jesus make a difference in your life today. So if that's you, again, let me just invite you to pray with me right now and let's invite him into our life. Jesus, I thank you that you looked upon me with compassion. Lord, you saw the need that I had for a savior and you sent your son Jesus into this world to live and die and raise again so that I can have hope. Jesus, right now, I invite you into my life. I ask that you would forgive me of my sins. I ask that you would make me new. And right now I choose to make you my king. God, I ask you that you would use me to make a difference, that you're making a difference in my life right now. And let me just take a moment again. If you want to make a difference in this world, if you want to step into what God has called you to do, let's just pray together right now and invite him to use us in a new and fresh way. Jesus, I thank you that you set the example of what a servant is, that you showed us what it is like to come to serve and not to be served. Right now, Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would shift the perspective that we have in our heart. Lord, that we wouldn't be consumed with pride and that we wouldn't be consumed with a position or a title or accomplishment. But God, that we would have a deep passion to serve others just as you have served us. God, I ask that you would open our eyes to the needs around us. You said in your word that you know the good works that you have for us. God, open our eyes to see those works that you have. And God, give us the courage to take a step of faith and take action. God, I ask that you would reveal to us the design that you have given us and help us to operate effectively in our giftings. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you would fill us fresh and new, that you would empower us to carry out your mission on this earth. God, I ask that you would use us to show the world who you are, to show them your love, your hope, and your salvation. And we ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us for this week's message. If you've made the decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. It's the best decision you'll ever make. If you've been impacted in any way, we'd love to hear about it. Head over to gracelife.church resources where you can share your story and find other tools for following Jesus. We hope you go out and make Jesus famous in your world.